Okay, I'm honestly, seriously, we're not using this intro music for Neha anymore. This is the last time. Okay, we're, we're going to find something super cool and super breath yogi-like. Uh, so, so apologies, Neha. That's just, this is just, it's just hard to find music. Anyway, so, so this is our exciting conclusion. Um, we've been kind of talking for the last couple of days about your journey and your story. Uh, cannot wait to kind of to bring this around the corner to where brain science is going and how we can help people. Um, and have not had this much fun doing an interview in a long time. So thank you for the time and thank you for the energy. And in particularly, thank you for the transparency and the honesty and openness. So uh, without further ado, uh, Neha, let's get going. For the CXM experience, I'm Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler, and here we go. I can tell you I have not had this interesting uh, an interview on the CXM experience. So I got married super young uh, and to my first girlfriend. Okay. So, I mean, I have, I have as close to what would be normally thought of as an Indian marriage as anyone is out there, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. specifically arranged by my parents, so that's, that's where it's different. But the, I'm, I was her first boyfriend, and then she was my first girlfriend. Oh, hi. First holding hands, guys. first everything. Yeah, yeah. No, we're divorced now, so don't 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 do aw shucks too much. But <laughs> but we did we did stay together for thirty five years, so it did last a long time. Um, but the um, but it was it's interesting how you know there is some power to that, right? Because you know you're it's it's hard to leave those things. Um, but then there's also some I think I think to a certain extent sometimes things get taken for granted. And um, but I know what you mean around the PTSD, like I. I kind of emerged from that experience with a ton of trigger points and I've never been a super huge fan of triggers and like I always thought that was a little bit like, Oh, you're being triggered, blah, blah, blah. But it's amazing in my, in my new relationship, how something will happen that's reasonably innocuous, like not, not necessarily, not, and, and completely somewhat, I'd say mostly accidental or in an unintended by, by Rachel. She's not, you know, she's not, there's nothing nefarious. It's, but it will trigger a response based on my past history. And, you know, she gets crazy. I mean, it's just like, yeah. oh, it just, and it's tough, right? Cause you, cause you've got all these layers of stuff you've built up and this cruft you've built up over the years and you got to get through it somehow. And so, so, so you, so you, so how have you done that? So how have you left that behind? Because you've had, You've got a lot of layers there. How do you get past that? How do you make sure that doesn't get in your way? And I, I mean, um, I mean, thanks for sharing that. And I, I, I and nobody knows because... that, by the way. That's the first time I've ever talked about that. This is I definitely know. a deeper CXM experience than we know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the good news is my ex-wife never listens to it, and my current girlfriend never listens to it either. So I can say the whatever I want on this, and nobody's listening to it, and I actually won't matter. So just, uh, I'm good. So I can uh, I can talk at length about these things. But but anyway, but so how do you get through it? Like, coach me up on that a little bit because you know I do find that I'm. I've been running into more triggers lately than I would expect. And, and they're irritating because you, you can't help but sort of reflexively think that, oh boy, here we go again. Like I literally, I remember I was verbalizing a couple of weeks ago, I had to do something and I was going through you know, just a little experience and I was sitting at my desk, you know, doing a thing. And I said to myself, well, this feels familiar. Like, you know, like it's just like, like yeah. you, cause you, you're replaying these old tapes, right? Uh, and so, so 
So tell me, how do you manage that? Because you've got you've got a lot of old tapes as well, and you're and you're still reasonably close to the edges on those things. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if this is something. I'm sure you're you also experience that you'll go into a situation, you know, you're going to get triggered. You don't want to get triggered, but you'll get triggered, and then you'll regret it later, right? So the answer is like a two prong approach. Like first, you have to understand that. When this is happening, what's really happening is that the limbic brain, which is uh, responsible, like the part of our brain which is responsible for our survival instinct, hijacks our prefrontal brain cortex, which is the part of the, the brain which is responsible for critical reasoning and stuff. So it's not in our hands, okay? It's the limbic brain the hmm. which just hijacks that functioning. So even though... It used to happen to me, even after years of a bre- breathing, like three, four years, I knew I was going to do this. I didn't want to do it, but then it would just take over. And it's because that part of our brain, which is responsible for involuntary functions to protect us, just hijacks the thinking brain. So first of all, don't beat yourself up. This is how the brain is structured. When we beat ourselves up after doing something like that, it just strengthens that neural pathway. So you have to just step back and be like, this is not the normal grad doing this. This is my instinctive, you know, the brain is just hijacking my thinking brain. So that kind of like just helps you understand. And the second thing that helped was I doubled down on my breathwork practice and I went for this hmm. 21 day retreat and, um, I 21 day retreat. Wow. It was a 21 day. It was actually my teacher training, like the training I did to become the facilitator for these workshops. And I came back from their training. I was like, yeah, whatever. We were doing practices. So now today I know from neuroscience that the brain is neuroplastic, right? So what that means is the brain, even though you're kind of like aging, the earlier belief that even neuroscientists had that the brain stops developing after 20 or so. But that's not true. You can form new neural pathways. So these tools now today show that when you are doing more advanced breathwork type of techniques, they the body relaxes very deeply. So like when we do the veterans workshops, they have severe PTSD they form new associations with the triggering memories. So while they would be, if they're in a battlefield and something's going exploding, the body stands. But now when they're breathing, the body gets relaxed and that memory comes up. Now the brain forms a new association. So the next time they find themselves in a situation that could trigger that, that earlier neural pathway doesn't get activated, okay? So to answer the question, I highly recommend, and I see this on a daily basis, there are certain breath-based tools available that I highly recommend that you should start, you know, experiment with, Hmm. at least give it a go. And you will- I feel like I need to spend some more time with you. Absolutely. I think think maybe, I think, yeah, we got to spend some more time together. So, um, and even as I unpack all this stuff, I'm like, I'm more messed up than I thought I was. (laughs) (laughs) We're all more messed up than we thought we were. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so so let me let me tell you my two trip philosophy. I don't know. Yes. This seems so ridiculous now, based on this conversation, which has been so amazing. But let me tell you my two trip philosophy. See what you think of it, and then I want to talk to you about someone named Dr. Michael Gervais, who's someone I've gotten to know pretty well. He's not a guru, but he's got he's got some pretty interesting ideas. And then uh, and let's talk of kind of what's next. But um, but let me do two trips. So. So I, I developed a philosophy probably, it's probably 20 years ago, right? Kind of around the time that I had kids. So, cause like before you have kids, you know, life is pretty idyllic. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like life's pretty nice when you don't have kids. Right. So when kids come along, like it just, it gets really hard and uh, it's harder than relationship. It's hard than everything. And uh, everything gets harder and, there's a lot more to do. And, you know, people sometimes say, well, I've got a, I've got a dog or I've got a cat. It's like having a kid. And I'm like, no, it's not. No. Uh, okay. Uh, it's mm. wonderful. I have a dog. I love my dog. My dog's amazing. It's nothing like having a kid. So, um, and so what I found was that I was running into a situation where I was getting very frustrated because I would go to do something like say upgrade, upgrade my, 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 my mobile plan or go buy something at the store or go get something fixed or get something delivered or, you know, just like all the different things you have to do to make life happen every day. And it would never happen correctly the first time. It always was never quite right. And in, I, at some point I was realizing that almost everything that I was doing, not everything, but almost everything that I was doing seemed to require two trips or two calls or two somethings. You know, you'd go and you'd like, you'll go to get your thing or some, something renewed and you'd forgotten your license or you'd forgotten your passport or they needed some documentation you didn't have and you have to come back with it. And it's like, this is always like, there's always in the second trip. And I was getting really crazy with these second trips. They were driving me buff fucking nanas okay like i was losing my mind okay because i was just because <laughs> like everything just took way longer than it should and then i realized that if i redefined the time span and if i redefined the task as it should take two trips okay then suddenly uh, if it took one trip which occasionally happened it would be like bonus and if it took three trips, which sometimes happened, uh-huh. it'd be like the three trippers kind of balanced out the one trippers. And most mm. of the time it was two trips. And so it was very funny. So, to, so I've, I've been teaching this philosophy to, to Rachel, uh, my girlfriend. And so I've been teaching this philosophy to Rachel and she started getting into it because she's, she's equally frustrated all the time, the, you know, surrounded by incompetence, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so we had some new furniture delivered today. And I said, how did it go? And because I've been sort of in my office all day in meetings. And she said, two trips. That was her answer, two <laughs> trips. <laughs> because they had accidentally damaged the credenza. And so they had to go back and fix it and blah, 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 blah. It's like so like irritating and not necessary. If they just wrapped the thing in a blanket, it would have been fine. But no, they had to do with slapdash, right? So anyway, but two trips. And so she's like, 
she was a little frustrated because it would have been nice to have everything for tonight because we have a dinner party tonight and it would have been nice to have it all together. But she's like, you know, two trips. That's kind of how it works. It's the two trip, <laughs> it's the two trip world we live in. And so that's my two trip philosophy. It's not wow. very spiritual, but it's very relaxing. No, it is. And it's like you just, you know, when you're expecting something, then you don't get thrown off when it happens, right? And it's a pleasant yeah, surprise. Yeah, like, oh, this is a two-tripper. Oh, yeah. No problem. Okay, I got it. Right, okay, it's no a good problems. philosophy. That's great. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. philosophy. It's kind of oh, like, so. Yeah. So, Dr. Michael Gervais. So, okay. he runs a podcast called Finding Mastery. Okay. And he's got a site called FindingMastery.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he is actually the high performance psychologist who works with uh, Seattle Seahawks, uh, mm. the U.S. Olympic team, these uh, sort of like these high stakes surfers, you know, who surf these like 60 foot waves. Um, he worked with mm. Alex Baumgartner, who did that dive from the uh, balloon up in the stratosphere, um, all sorts of different sort of uh, athletes and tennis players, Broadway performers, all sorts of people. He's, a, he's an amazing psychologist that gets underneath people. And uh, when I met him, uh, we met him when he was working for Pete Carroll, who's the coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he and Pete were just about to start a... Uh, sort of a corporate coaching program. So I was on a team with uh, led by Allison Watson, who was a COO for the U.S. Uh, subsidiary uh, at Microsoft. And Allison and myself and people like Margaret Arakawa and um, Julie Sanford and wow. Carl Noakes and, and, and a bunch <laughs> of other people. Uh, yeah, I know it's like, it was a rogues gallery of great people. Um, we all were part of this experiment. And I remember uh, Alyssa... There's one really good friend of mine named Alyssa. And uh, and Alyssa was, she hated Dr. Gervais because Dr. <laughs> Gervais had this weird, uh, uncanny ability to see underneath you, right? And so you'd be like, oh, I'm all good, you know, and life is good and I don't, I don't need to worry about things and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And he would be like, this is what's really going on or this is what I really see. And, uh, and he could tell when people were hiding things. I feel like that if you were to um, sort of meet him, he would probably see some of your some underlying issues. And so Alyssa, Alyssa Taylor, she's like, she's the CVP of uh, dynamics and business applications at Microsoft. Alyssa always just couldn't stand it because he could see something in her that she never shared with any of us. So who knows mm. what it is, but he could see something in her that she did not want seen, right? Uh, anyway, so if you, if, if I could get you and Dr. Gervais that would be uh, fun. somehow connected, yeah, yeah, um, it might, we might have to like put those, like, you know, when they do the, um, <laughs> when they watch a nuclear explosion, they put those really deeply tinted sunglasses on, you know, with like the sides, you know, we might need to like wear something like that to see the to two see of you. Cause yes, it might be like, you know, the vision and the vision kind of meeting together like in one division. Like what happens to the force anyway. field. Yeah. Like it's like, whoa, everybody buckle up. So, but I really do think it would be super powerful. Um, anyway, so um, we've got just a couple minutes left. And so what we're going to do, so, so we're going to, today we're going to, we're going to wrap on this interview and I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate uh, your openness in your story and how much I've enjoyed this. This has been totally amazing. And then what we're going to do is next time uh, we're going to do a, a breathing exercise for our, for our, um, our team. Uh, and then we'll, we'll go through that. And so think about how you'd want to prep for that. But sure. so let me, let me just like, we're, we're kind of, we've kind of done the hero's journey. Um, 
I mean, I guess I assume you're divorced now, right? When you're yes. when you found out yes. your your husband had other interests. Okay, so um, and is he okay? Is he has he moved on, or what's what's going on with his life? Yeah, yeah. I guess he was also like like we've been divorced for more than two years, and we've never once tried to talk to each other. You know, so it should just say that how really? happy both wow. of us are that we've gone. Wow, like, I talk to my ex wife like every day almost. Okay, all right. Interesting. All right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. So you moved on. You're in separate worlds. Okay. And then you're, and so you're kind of happily single, living in North Carolina of all places. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's what's your next what's your next chapter? What's what's coming up for you? What do you think the universe has in store for you now? I think um, so. The divorce and you know the business and all of that happened around the same time, right? So that was another kind of like a very intense what I wanted to do was to go back to my known world of corporate world where I was doing strategic marketing for medical devices but then I was like no I'm here and I feel like now I'm really aligned to my purpose and my purpose is to make bridge this gap like I feel like I need to take these ancient healing tools and make them accessible to people there's a fundamental gap in which they're not being translated to the mainstream. And I'm here. That's my job is to bridge this gap. And that's what that's the journey that I'm here on. And like Raji and I are developing this happier program and it's evolving every day. And that's very cool. I'm very excited yeah, about that. Yeah. So more and more, I didn't like, I didn't know, I didn't have the vision of how that was going to ha- pan out. And that's what like Raji bought in when me and him got to spend like five days on that retreat. Like, and I figured out, he helped me see that I didn't, I wanted to do this, but had no idea how I was going to do it. And he, from the business entrepreneurial side, knew the business side of things. Right. And, and slowly, but surely, like now we finished the, we finished the pilot for level one. We had amazing results. We're in level two where we're leaving. Like, I'm really excited about it because we're using the latest DNA technology to figure out, like, everything from your sleep chronotype to what kind of diet is best suited for you. And now we're combining them with more advanced tools of, you know, the authentic yoga and authentic Ayurveda. So we're really pulling from the best of the ancient technology and packaging it and using the latest neuroscience developments and science developments and putting it together in this program. So one surely but slowly moving along and I'm getting more confident every day, but uh, one step at a time. <laughs> That's, amazing. That's, where we are. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. very, very inspiring. I mean, this is a, <laughs> I've had a particularly long week and I have surgery tomorrow morning so this oh. has been this. I think this week is like a shit sandwich for me. So I get started rough. It's been eh, not bad in the middle, but the, the tomorrow is going to be horrible. But this has been a highlight, and I really I got to thank you for being um, my guest today. And uh, I really it's just been amazing listening to your story. Um, and so uh, we are scheduled for about a week or two from now. Um, we're going to do this again, and, and then we're going to get right into exercises and start teaching people how to make yeah. their lives better through breathing uh, yeah. with the breath yogi. So thank you so much, Neha. Thank you. And I hope like 
it was too much information you know like i love talking it was not too much it was a perfect it was great Thank <laughs> it was you great good luck with your surgery i'm sure it's gonna go really well Oh, I'm sure it'll be amazing. I'm like having a knife in your face. All right, great. All right, everybody. For the CXN Experience, I'm Grad Khan, and I will see you next time. <laughs>